first. We're gonna have a ball. Hi, this is Trina Parks. I'm Thumper from Diamonds Are Forever, and you are listening to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. All yours, Bambi. You're listening to Rogue Agents, Episode 6, featuring 1966's The Silencers. Welcome to the sixth episode of Rogue Agents Podcast, a part of Honor Majesty's secret podcast channel, brought to you by our fine Patreon sponsors and White Rocket Entertainment. I am your host for this evening, Jason Albrick, a.k.a. The Weasel Skull. And joining me as co-agents are... Let's go round the horn, Jared. Why don't you tell me what the most 007 thing you've done since the last episode? Well, I'm going to do it right now, Jason. Do it. Delvin said we had to mix cocktails. All right. So I'm putting in a couple cubes of ice into my Captain America tumbler, which I believe was a Christmas gift from DJ Cristados. I also have a Captain Morgan. Oh, no. Sorry. I got Bacardi. Here we go. I'm going to put some 
uh, straight from Cuba, because my wife goes there every year. Seven-year-old rum. Pour that in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've opened a little of the Coca-Cola. I go zero, you know, because I'm yep. diabetic. Got to watch those numbers. Got to watch That's them. Good. Yep. All right. I there like we go. Zero. Now, Delvin said we had to mix cocktails for this episode, and I'm sure he'll tell us why later on. Okay. But I have now mixed mine, and this is now the most Bond-like thing I've done <laughs> since last recording. Me too. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. That might be for all of us. So you know what? I'll take that too. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Right. This is the episode where we're allowed to have ice because we need the ambiance of all of us with our cocktails. Yeah, this that's right. This one's gonna be a special episode because this one, ice is encouraged. Which is a good segue to the next person, Delvin, the dark web Williams. What's the most bond-like thing you've done since the last episode, Delvin? So I'm going to take Jared's cue and I'll, I'll talk about the drink that I made there. But, you know, of course, I no one's done a bit for you know, the movie we watched yet. And if I look at my clock here, it is 1020 Eastern and everything is A-O-K. Hey, let me take a picture of you with my camera. <laughs> <laughs> and the drink that I prepared before the show I'm a GNT guy myself, gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. I had Tangeray gin. I had some regular tonic water. And then I combined that with some crystal light strawberry with caffeine in it. I have very cleverly named my drink the Rogue Agent. Oh, good one. Good one. I'm, I'm really proud of that. That's going to be tough to top. But if anybody can do it, it's our Pat DJ Cristados. Pat, regale me with your Bond tail. What have you done? Or well, shut that ice up. Uh, no, where you said it's, a, it's an all ice uh, event this time. It's an all ice episode. And that ice stands for international something. Ooh, It'll be covered cool. in my trivia all right. at the end of the show. So oh, wait, we got to answer trivia questions? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really watching this thing. But anyway, <laughs> let me tell you what I've been doing. You know, me and uh, Lady Cristados, we've been driving around in our nice uh, wagon. Well, I don't know if you call it station wagon anymore. Now, nowadays, it's a minivan, so I call it the station wagon. Did you have the two separate sleeping quarters? And mm-hmm. yeah, oh man, that's yep. that's we polished. have the, the seats in the van that fold down and the the height of seats and all that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I may so never come home. home. What's your drink of choice tonight? Tonight, I have some Maker's whiskey and Ooh. some Coke Zero because the whiskey doesn't have any carbs, so. Mm. And Coke Zero has zero sugar, so you're good mm-hmm. to go. Yeah, I'm good to go. All right. Well, we will monitor your numbers, and we mm-hmm. will talk about this episode, which is the sixth episode of our ongoing series on this channel called MI6 Rogue Agents, where we traverse the 007 universe. That could mean books. That could mean music. That could mean video games. Essentially, any medium that connects to the Bond franchise that we love so much here at Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast. So without further ado, let's go to our rogue subject for this episode. And as I said up front, I chose to review the movie The Silencers. Mr. Harold, I agreed to have you brought here because Cowboy wants the pleasure of eliminating you personally. It was released in 1966. 
It was directed by Phil Carlson. It starred Dean Martin, Stella Stevens, Dahlia Lavi, Victor Buono, Arthur O'Connell, and Robert Weber. And the plot description goes a little something like this. So this is the first film introducing the world to super agent Matt Helm. When the mysterious organization known as Big O concocts a plot to hijack a nuclear weapon and irradiate the U.S., only Matt Helm can stop them. Called out of retirement to return to the service of ICE, which stands for, at Intelligence and Counter Espionage Agency. Correct. There we go. Helm is a hard-drinking, soft-living womanizer who can croon his way into any woman's heart and bed. When the action heats up, however, Matt can let the fists and bullets fly with the best of them. Double agents, enemy soldiers, and deadly booby traps are only some of the obstacles that Helm has to navigate over the course of this tongue-in-cheek thriller. Armed with a jacket with exploding buttons, a camera with shooting knives, and a car that would make Leisure Suit Larry proud, Matt Helm battles his way to the heart of the enemy lair and faces down the evil Tung Se. So, was this a first watch or a rewatch for you guys? I'm going to guess we're going to get a lot of first watches, but that's just my assumption. Delvin, first watch, rewatch. Absolutely a first watch for me. Mm, Pat. It's a first watch for me, Jason. Jared. I had never even heard of Matt Helm until we had on Alan Porter on our last review episode. We did OK Connery, I do believe. And much like Roger Moore in Live and Let Die, I'm on my first watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a first watch for me as well. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about the film. Let's get some highs and lows going. And we'll start with Pat. Pat, give me a oh. high. Give me a low. Give me a what the. Can you explain to me why you chose this one? Well, I chose it, Pat, because, you know, when we had our last guest on, Alan Porter, he made mention of these Matt Helm series. And apparently, Matt Helm was a series of novels that was meant to be kind of an Americanization of Ian Fleming's James Bond novels. Okay. And this was the first movie to adapt two of those books into a film. So I thought that the relationship with James Bond was appropriate. And so here we are today. You can clearly see the influence oh, yeah. of the Bond franchise. Uh, this was, what, 66? So this would have been right before You Only Live Twice. And right after Thunderball. Right after Thunderball. So like the craze okay. had hit, and they were looking for more properties, like Matt Helm, and I'm sure we'll probably get to like a Flint movie. I've seen a couple of those. Those were all sort of cash in around the Bond franchise okay. thing. So yeah. No further questions. Well, I do have another further question, but oh. I can save it till the end. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? Get well, them all I'm, out I'm, now. I'm, I'm kind of interested because when watching the credits and that, it said, you know, based on books. And then at the end, teaser at the end of the movie, they say that Matt will be back or blah, blah, blah with Murder Row, I think it was called, with his lady friend, Love, Lovey... Lovey, Lovey needs, needs it. Need, <laughs> needs it or something like that, wasn't it? Right. Needs it. Lovey needs it. Yikes. <laughs> what are you guys laughing about? It's totally normal. <laughs> did they actually make other movies? Did he star in this again? Yes, he did. Oh, Hold okay. On, I'm going to see. Well, him I, I didn't, I didn't go ahead there. and go look it up to see if he actually, you know, was there another sequel to this? There or? were several. Hmm. 
Interesting. Uh, there was 1966 is The Silencers, 1966 Murderers Row. So it came oh, out the same year. They must have just did like a back-to-back then. They must have. And then there was 1967 The Ambushers, hmm. 1968 The Wrecking Crew. Wow. Hmm. Maybe we well, that one had Jared Cade in it. That's interesting. And they're all starring Dean Martin? Dean Martin stars in all of them, yes. Wow. Ain't that a kick in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know really what to expect out of this movie. Just looking at some of the stills, I knew it was going to be somewhat of a good kind of farce play on the James Bond universe. And it was. But it was interesting. It kept my attention through most of it. You know, there are some slower parts. It's like, yeah, okay, let's just get to it. I know what's going on here. But I did like just seeing the tropes and all that that were used. And, you know, Dean Martin's a pretty cool kind of guy. He just plays it really smooth. And, you know, it, I guess, you know, why we're all drinking is because he's making drinks. And he's just like, man, what a life to live. Yeah, got- that was like the laziest secret agent I think I ever <laughs> seen. That opening scene, holy cow, like. I'm just hating. I'm just hating. I wish I could have a bed that would just roll me right well, in. Yeah, that was cool. Can we talk about that, though? Go ahead. It spoke to the entire movie. Was it Skyfall or was it Spectre where Bond was convalescing and he did the hard drinking and caught the scorpion in the oh, glass? Skyfall. Okay. That's what a secret agent does on his off time when he's retired because he's gritty and he's down to earth and it's like yeah like our best agent is on the case all right let's go to matt helm and matt's like i could help you but i'd rather be in this bubble bath and take pictures (laughs) i mean do you blame him no No. (laughs) i don't blame him because i'm me (laughs) I'm i'm not a secret agent i don't have a huge workout regimen and whatnot (laughs) so yes a bubble bath and taking pictures sounds lovely for the average person, but not for the best super agent that America could possibly muster. You know, but he was he was retired now, and he that's all he does is take pacing pictures. himself, man. Yeah. Oh, he's pacing himself, all right. You know, only two drinks an hour and smoking too. He like took a couple of drags off on a cigarette and then he put it out right away yeah. after he just got done taking some oxygen. <laughs> the Rat Pack is so pervasive. In American society that me, I don't believe I have watched a single movie with any of the four of the Rat Pack. I don't think. Knowing enough about the Rat Pack that I do, I was still able to get the feel of a Rat Pack movie from this movie. And it started with Dean Martin as the most casual agent you will ever meet. It's like, take James Bond. Add 50% of the sexiness, subtract 80% of the action and the will to dive into adventure, <laughs> and you have Matt Helm. It's kind of like Jordan a little bit, you know, like, <laughs> you know, just kind of hard to motivate, get out of bed. Can I get a Whopper? <laughs> he's, he's talking about my son, folks. <laughs> he's not wrong. That's what Jordan should aspire to be. Is this true to the book? This was actually from two books. The first one was Death of a Citizen. And then the other was... The Silencers. It must have been. And the answer to your the other part of your question is no. It's very little is reflected in the film from the source material of the book. 
the books are much more gritty and realistic, much more okay. like Ian Fleming's Bond. They went a totally different direction. I don't know, Jared. You remember like the Pink Panther series? I kind of had a little Pink mm-hmm. Panther vibe from that. I, I don't know. Those were more seventies though, weren't they? Or yeah, they kicked off in the late sixties and then into the early seventies. But yeah, I could see where you get that vibe. Yeah, I, I was like, this is a little Inspector Clouseau-ish, especially some of those parts, like the opening scene with the bedroom and the bath and everything. I thought. But anyway, so, no further questions from me. I guess the other book was indeed the Silencers. By the way. Okay, now we know. Jared, it's your turn. High, low, what the? I'm going to start with a high. I laughed out loud at some of the humor and jokes in this movie more than once. Me too. Yeah. The ones that stick with me the most were the knife shooting camera, and he killed that dude. He goes, he didn't even smile. (laughs) 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 I about died. I was like, that's awesome. I like the fact that he drove a station wagon instead of a James Bond car. I thought that was really amusing. And I was wondering, I'm like, why is he in a station wagon? <laughs> I think they were nice just clearly house. swinging the pendulum the other way. Like, for fun. Then you find out later on what it actually, you know, it, it's a, you know, a shagging wagon. It's a shagging wagon. Yeah. Yep. Not to be confused with a battle wagon. Well, no. No, this one's strictly for love. I want to ask you a question on that, though. Like, in that scene where she gets out in the rain and falls in the mud and everything, would you let her back into your car? I was all I kept thinking is like, with the white getting, seats. Oh no. yeah, that white upholstery, man. No, uh, it depends on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had a modem. Yes, he did. Heavy quote marks there. Uh, yes, he did. All right, Jared. What other scenes amused you? The only one that leaps to mind, and there are a couple, was sort of the in joke when they're listening to the radio and he's got Frank Sinatra on and he changes it and it's his own song and he's like, oh, now this guy can sing. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. By that point in the movie, I watched it with Miranda and Miranda's like, oh, does he have to sing every song in this movie? It's taking me out of the movie. After a certain point, it was funny because it's no different than Will Smith did in any movie that he starred in when he was like A-list. It's like, all right, let me walk over here. And I'm walking over here to the movie. That's why Wild Dean Martin was an innovator there, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he did make sure several of his songs got into the movie, I saw. You definitely have to keep in mind that this was in the era, which sort of comes and goes in waves, I've noticed over the years. But this is smack dab in that mid-60s era where you were always trying to shoehorn songs into movies, looking for that next big hit. Because, you know, Elvis was cranking out hits based off the songs that he was singing in his movies. Other songs would catch on. And, I mean, you can watch just about any, you know, mainstream movie uh, especially ones that are aimed at the youth from the mid sixties. And they are going to squeeze in a song or two in hopes that it'll be the next big pop sensation. So yeah, there was definitely a lot of this going on in the, at this time. Wasn't this like more from his um, catalog? Like these are hits that he already had, weren't they? Or I think they... there was some original songs in this one, but I'm not going to claim to be the world's best on the Rat Pack catalog. Although I will tell you this, this movie did move me, and then I have added a Rat Pack Pandora station Ooh. to my iPhone, and I have been listening to it and really enjoying the Rat Pack Pandora station. They have some crooners. Oh, they do. Let's go around the horn again. Pat, give me another high-low what the... He's used all of his. 
Oh, but oh, I have he's more. Got, he's got more. But I, I can see more. it in his eyes. I can see it in his <laughs> pat eyes. Hang on. There's some more booze in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to make on. me watch Everybody. this stuff. I'm going to talk about it. Everybody ready? Hold on. Okay. Hang on. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Good. Put that to the top, baby. <laughs> Go for it, Pat. Now I'm ready. So what I really liked in watching the older Bond movies back then up until, say, around this point or in, in a little after was the sets. And there were some pretty cool-looking sets in this one as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct, correct. Mm-hmm. From his house, the underground lair with Mr. O's area, or who was the other bad guy that was... Knock off Dr. No? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, either way, it was still kind of a cool-looking lair, and just all the landscapes and all that that we were, were around was pretty cool. So I got a high for that. Yeah, I agree. You could definitely see that some uh, love and care went into those sets. Yeah, that was a cool little kitchen for Mr. Helm. I want something like that that'll pour my coffee automatically. Have the little spinning towel rack thing. That was kind of cool. I like that. That's high living. Especially back in the day. Those were some gadgets. I was kind of wondering, though, about the phone, like the cord. Like, how long was that cord? And did the phone go into the tub with him? That was (laughs) needed to, Jason. Yes, I guess so. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Delvin, give me another high, low, or what the, while I polish off this Bacardi. I'll give this a low. If anything, I think in yours and Jared's action film face-off, you have a category called a spectacle. The spectacle wasn't there, meaning there was absolutely zero danger that Matt Helm was ever going to really face any danger at all. Oh, there was danger. The drought of alcohol being around. (laughs) Possible (laughs) possible liver and lung abuse, yes. Definite long-term danger. STDs. (laughs) STDs nuts. Oh, he asked if they had shots. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He asked everybody. I mean, he's just (laughs) walking asking dudes down the street, you got your shots? Just in case, just making sure. I might shag you later, possibly. I don't know. (laughs) There was no danger. Like, even when they were trying to present threats, it was almost like, yeah, I don't fear for Matt Helm's life here. I think that he's going to charm his way out of this because he's so charming and there's going to be a cool song. I'll say that on an average set, in a five-minute scene, I would say that Dean Martin, the actor, probably burned about, like, five to ten calories. (laughs) (laughs) he didn't really do anything but hold the drink precariously in his hand (laughs) (laughs) 10 calories again the whole thing with the rat pack just the whole vibe i love it because people were into this and they're like we want to see this dude croon his way Through being a secret agent. (laughs) The premise of it is ridiculous. It was entertaining, but it's just funny. He did look like he could throw hands a little bit, though. About the eight seconds of action that he did, he didn't do bad. Yeah, I agree. He didn't, but like... That's where those five to ten calories went, right? (laughs) And once once the director went cut, he said... (gasps) (laughs) (gasps) Oxygen cigarette. Oxygen cigarette. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> oh man all right let's pass it on to jared give me a high lower what the all right i can't help myself i'm gonna grab me a high maybe two might pull a pat just go for two so uh, here's my one two punch one i really like how we're branching out into these james bond adjacent films like matt helm and of course okay connery because we are learning or i'm learning more about the jokes and the source material for Austin Powers. Because mm-hmm. yeah. here we have yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. rotating circular bed, mm-hmm. and we've got the photography angle that Austin Powers is famous for. So I'm yeah. like, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, baby. Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of cool how these puzzle pieces are coming together, because I always thought Austin Powers was a straight-up James Bond spoof, but now I'm seeing the influence of another series. I think that's cool. And to pull a patent tack on one more thing, I remember when I first found this movie online and I shared the link with you guys with where I found it. And if you guys remember when I texted you, I said, this opening credit sequence is hot, man. That was a cool song. It's a beautiful ladies doing some cool dances. Like I thought we were going to see. I was boy. I had that thing on slow-mo. They did it right. Like it was enthralling. Like the costumes were great and the dance moves were sexy and cool. The song was pretty good. So I'm giving it up for the opening credits. Those opening credits were hot. (laughs) (laughs) They were good. I mean, they really kept on doing the, you know, iconic Bond tropes that are in every movie on this one. From the opening credits to the gadgets, all the gadgets that he had were pretty cool, too. It kept me interested on that. Yeah, we definitely saw some Bond tropes. And I, that was good observation about the Austin Powers. They're definitely, mm. yeah, I could see that now. I, I didn't make that connection when I watched it the first time. Pat, just load up that shotgun and give us both barrels. What you got left? (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't have much left. I found myself, you know, it was another night before we normally record. So I had to figure out, am I going to watch it all? Am I going to do half of it? I ended up watching the whole thing all the way through it. An hour and 40 some minute movie. I made it through it all. That's always a good sign. You didn't make it through Thunderball. So that's a good sign. No, I fell asleep. (laughs) I watched it with my wife, and we enjoyed it. In fact, I asked her before we started recording tonight. I said, you got any comments for the show? What would you think of it? She's like, I like Bond movies better. That was her comment. <laughs> Us too. I think two. we can all agree on that. We can all agree on Whoa, that. Whoa, Johanna, could you be less verbose next time? <laughs> <laughs> a little less passion. It's a family show. Come on, tone it down. But, I mean, if Pat's cashing in his highs and lows, I'll take one for him. How about that gun, man? The reverse shooting gun? Yeah. They got some islands out of that thing, man. <laughs> and I was cracking up. I loved it when she like runs past the guy, runs back to him, gives him her gun. <laughs> runs yes. away. He's like, stop, and then shoots himself. And she goes back and, and she goes back and gets the gun. <laughs> that was awesome. I have one, I guess I should not a high an explanation since I think Jared mentioned that I needed to provide an explanation as to why we were all drinking martinis. Like I've already talked about the rat pack and everything and mm-hmm. just the whole feel of the movie. My joking name for this movie is GNT Connery as a mock <laughs> of OK Connery. I get the rat pack thing now. <laughs> I wouldn't mind living my life like that. Like, you know, every time you see me. I have like a martini in hand or something, never dangerous or anything. Just like, oh, Delvin, he's the life of the party. And I'm like, you bet, sport. <laughs> and <I> just... <laughs> There's nothing preventing you from having this life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just air and opportunity, Delvin. Man, I might need to change my lifestyle here. Maybe dress up in repeat suits all the time. 
I want rogue ages can become like six degrees of separation. So like our next one could be like a Rat Pack movie, like the original Ocean's Eleven. Mm. You know, it's got one of the greatest movie lines in history in it. What's that? I'll play it for you now. I got great news for you. Auburn beat Alabama by twelve points. No, no, this is important, honestly. Oh, hey, oh, all right. Everybody's got their highs, lows, what does tanks all empty? GNT Connery. GNT Connery. <laughs> uh, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, I have a question. I'm gonna pull Go. Pat. Question for around the horn. Pat, you don't get to play because you weren't on the last episode. But I listened. This or OK Connery Weasel Skull. Go. The silencers. Delvin? The silencers. I like this one just a little better too. I wouldn't say a huge amount better, but a little better. But let's let Jason run his own ship. Well, before we get to scoring, let's do some fun facts. I got three for you. The first is that the letters in the name Big O are an acronym for the Bureau for International Government and Order. Hmm. Oh, Big O. There we go. That that Mm -hmm. took way too long. Yeah. (laughs) Bureau for International Government and Order. So the name of the villain Tung Se means to rule in Mandarin. And finally, and this goes to your earlier point, Pat, the Matt Helm series of books are much more serious and dark than the films. They were meant to be the American equivalent to the James Bond novels. You can see the novels make an appearance in the film when Matt Helm is checking into the hotel and the bad guy is watching him from in front of a book stand. Oh, okay. So, make you want to go back and rewatch it, doesn't it? You know what? This reminded me of another high. This is some beautiful women in this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. You are not kidding. Mm. Uh, I made them right in the 60s, let me tell you. So let's get to the ratings. It's that time, everybody. So let's get our martinis ready or whatever your drink of choice is today. And as a reminder for the listeners, we're going to rate this on a scale of one to seven. A seven means you loved it. It shook your martini. Number six means it's excellent. Five, very good. Four, good. Three, just okay. Two. Not so good. And one, you hated it. It stirred your martini. And we're going to go around and we'll start this one with Jared. Give me the definition of a three again. Just okay. I'm going three. Just okay. I liked it. It was fine with me. Would I go back to watch it? Eh, Maybe, but I'm not going to run back to watch it. And I'll kick it to Cristados. I'm going to bump up your three by one. And I'm going to go with a four. You're giving it a six? I said by one. Math is not his strong suit. Uh, I see that. Um, going with a four. I thought it was good. I had fun watching it. So, and like I said, it kept me watching it through my normal schedule of trying to get halfway through it and then watch the other half later on. I stuck through it, giving it a four. Delvin, what are you going to rate it? I'll give it a four. Like, it's, it's pleasant. And the whole time I watched it, I just kind of had a smile on my face. And so it ran a little bit long to where I'm like, is this over yet? Are we are we actually trying to pretend that there was action in this movie? And it wasn't a rat back commercial? Come on. Come on. You know, Editor's note, uh, Delvin gave Live and Let Die a three. <laughs> you like this one better than Live and Let Die. Hmm. I revised that. <laughs> you remember Just, I think you gave For Your Eyes Only a three too <laughs> no apologies for that but <laughs> I did revise Live and Let Die if you remember but 
it was pleasant for what it was, which was a very extended Rat Pack commercial, <laughs> which I guess I was just in a mood for. So, four. All right. Jason, do you want to rate it, man? I painted myself into a corner when we rated OK Connery because I rated that one a three for the joke, you know, just okay. <laughs> So I just said that I like this one a little better. So I'm going to go with Cristados and Delvin and give it a four as well. Uh, you know what? I'm going to double back and punk out and change my score and go with a four because <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And you know what? Screw it. Let's all do fours. All right. <laughs> Fantastic four. I'll do martinis. I'll do fours. <laughs> would you? Would you seek out more? The rest of the... I'd watch more. Oh, we probably will be, because I'm sure I'll have another turn that comes up before too long. <laughs> I'm up for some more GNT, Connery. <laughs> I'm just interested. These are fun, because we, we can make our ice rattle. We can yeah. pour drinks. It's a good time. I'm just interested to see, you know, do other Rat Pack people show up in some of the other ones? Mm, good question. You know, I, I, good question. Little Sammy Davis Jr. in there? Yeah, or somebody like that. It'd be fun. Things are about to turn nasty, man. <laughs> <laughs> you watch the bunny, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's my arch villain, Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, we scored it. That was fun. But now it's time to pass it over to our network founder, Van Plexico, to thank all the Patreon sponsors who make this show possible. We have to thank Matthew Flowers, Carl Von Drunker, Samuel Salvatore, and Christopher Burleson, as well as Phil Amthor, Ben Spooner, Bart Lindsay, Bradley Blackman, William Glenn Matthews, Gary Grant, Brian Gray, Willie Carden, Tom Anderson, Susan Trawick, Logan Chilton, Stephen Thompson, Chris Usher, Steve Trawick, and Richard Stevens. And then, of course, we got William Morgan, Johnny Caldwell, Emmanuel Seaman, WDE Richie, Winston Body, Clinton Stewart, and Christopher Stewart. Hey, guys. Mickey B, Phil Davis, Joshua Corbett, John Otsuki, Preston Settle, Daniel Odom, A.U. Falling Up Alchemist, Kevin Smith, Clarence Alfred, Will Summerford, David Hegler, Theodore Gary, Reynolds Wolf, Joel Beckham, Valiant Hermes, Jacob and Robin Fleming, Clay Henson, Ann Kangian, Catherine England, George Gaston, John McCune, David Evers, Timothy, Steve Harlan, Dan Thompson, Wes Atkinson, and Rich Reimer. Then we have Sarah Hines, Darius Benton, a couple of new folks, welcome aboard. Rob Morgan, Blake Heron, Hugh Anderson, Stephen Houston, Cato the Barner, Danny Flack, Puppet Todd, Russell Milling, Kevin Canoy, Don Ziederman, Ross, Lane Middleton, Shannon Butson, Randall Walker, Shane Bailey, Chris Thrash, Tony Perry, Alex Wynn, Josh Teal, David Simpson, Earl Ricks, Mike Finley, and C.T. Wayne. And finally, good old Jeremy Minton, Wardam Wade, Spanky, J.W. Rice, Jason Albrick, Mitch Vigicana, Mick Vigicana, not Mitch, Russell Souther, I've said these names a million times and I still mess them up. <laughs> Paul Bankson, Joseph Iliff, Justin Bean, Kevin Mahan, Stephen Wyatt. See, if you fast forward through this, you miss all the fun. Trevor Johnson, Auburn Elvis, Robert Drain, Brandon Smith, Royce Alvarez, Thomas Brinson, David Smiley, Matthew Wagstaff, Donnie Reynolds, Wade Carson, Ivor Evans, John Zavachin, Michael Morton, Lawrence Kane, Darren Pyle. I'm sure nobody fast forwards through it. You want to hear all my wacky mispronunciations. Chris Camo, Ben Amos, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Patrick Williams, Stephen Schuster, James Taylor, John Stubbs, Kenneth Brent Rains, Nicholas Craig, Joseph A. Miller, Mark Squire, Chris Brant Rumble, our one-time and anonymous donors. And we thank you all. We really appreciate you. We couldn't do it literally without you. Visit www.plexico.net, P-L-E-X-I-C-O.net to become a member and join the fun. And that's the show. 
As a reminder to our audience, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can send us comments, questions, or trivia challenges to ohmspod at outlook.com or over on our Twitter page at ohmspod. If you'd like, you can even use the email. As a reminder, that's ohmspod at outlook.com to send us an audio recording of your question or comment. We might even play it on the show. Also, if you're an iTunes listener, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left a review for the show. That will help us raise the show's profile and attract more of the 007 family to this program. As a reward for leaving a review, we will read your entire review on an upcoming episode of MI6 Rogue Agents. I want to thank the team for joining me on this episode. And before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find you all on the internet. And we'll start with you, Pat. Well, Jason, I am glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Jared? Well, Pat, I'm glad you asked. You can find me at Yard Sale Artists. That is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor. It's all at Yard Sale Artists. And if you search Yard Sale Artists on YouTube, you will find my channel there where I'm drawing and talking about Yard Sale finds. Delvin! Look, you guys can be on social media. I'm going to be at the casino with the chicks. <laughs> yep. GNT Connery. GNT Connery. <laughs> okay. You can find me on Twitter at DEE underscore RAY 1977. Jason. And you can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you all for listening. We hope you have fun and enjoyed this episode of MI6 Rogue Agents. If you've enjoyed this crew and want to hear more from them but in the realm of comic books, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can that be found? Well, Jason, I am glad you asked. You can find the Longbox Crusade at www.longboxcrusade.com. You can also find us on the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jason. Well, thanks to the fellows for taking on yet another dangerous mission. And thanks to the listeners who tuned in. If you'd like to leave a question or a comment on this or any of the other episodes, feel free to contact the show on Twitter at OHMSPod. Or again, you can email us at OHMSPod at Outlook.com. We hope to hear from you soon. The next episode of MI6 Rogue Agents will feature Pat's Choice. So who knows what craziness is coming our way. But never fear. Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast will return. I'm more like a problem eliminator, man. <laughs> I got a million of these. <laughs> okay. Here's a, here's a bonus. That's hilarious. <laughs> This episode features the James Bond Goldeneye 007 Trap Remix by The Whittler. Here's some bonus 
inf- something that we forgot. Well, how about Countdown Jerry making a thing? Oh, out? yes, Countdown <laughs> Jerry Jeez. was in there. No, I think I don't know if he's Countdown Jerry, but it got to be something like, else. Countdown Johnny, give him a different name. Like <laughs> Countdown Jerry's for the Bond movies. This is GNT Connery. We gotta have a, we gotta have a generic name. Yeah, like, down Joey, <laughs> the bartender who counts things down. Oh my goodness! I like Cindy Lauper though. I like her music. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, she's good. I, I would I would continue to listen to it time after time. <laughs> you shut up, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come? Did you come mm-hmm. home too drunk from mixing tangeray and wine? Get a gun, shoot a night clerk. Now they call you Delvin ninety nine. Bruce Springsteen. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> I, was, I didn't have it either. Delvin. Don't worry. <laughs> I thought Jason was making that up. <laughs> is this true to the book? How many rounds are you taking? Do I get a turn? Or <laughs> not, answer Jared. the question. The answer the question. And gosh, I should have wrote that down. Let me let me hit a brief pause while I look it up. Um, da, da, da. Uh, let's see, see the trivia. I hate you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I will spare you my my rant on crooners. Thank you. Doesn't take much talent to croon. That's all I'm saying. All right. You have spared us. Slow <laughs> your roll there. Everybody, groom. You need a house, me, boys. I should have been born in the 30s. <laughs> I would have been a good radio show person, I think. I wanted to do that. Well, this looks like a big trouble coming down here on the main street. He's got a little pep in his step. Looks like a really bad egg. <laughs> I'm cutting all of this out. That's all. I <laughs> don't know what he's talking about. At any rate. Letters in the name Big O are actually an acronym for the Bureau for yeah, International... Going to have to kill it again. Damn it. Check yourself. I wonder if, if he shut his camera down, if it would help with the bandwidth. What else you got running on? Are you streaming anything right now or anything else? No. Pulling down. You pulling no. down anything else in that house? But <laughs> What? <laughs> Well, yeah. 